Hey, Margaret. Yeah, Anton? You know what people don't talk about enough? What? The fact that Simon's tagalong, if you dare, smirk emoji text was definitely a test, one that Villa thankfully passed. Welcome to People Don't Talk About, Young Royals. I'm Anton, my pronouns are he, they. And I'm Margaret, my pronouns are they, them. And we're people, here to discuss the show our friends are sick of hearing us talk about. If that sounds like you, stick around. If your friend sent you this podcast out of a desperate attempt to get you to watch Young Royals, take this as a sign. Go watch Young Royals, then come back to this podcast. Anton, what are we talking about today? Today we'll be having a character discussion of Simon in Season 1, Episode 2, having decided we have no choice but to stand. Woohoo! In this discussion, we won't be summarizing the plot of the episode, because we already did that. If you need or want a refresher, head back six episodes. Okay, six episodes in our feed to our most recent This Week at Holershka for a full breakdown. This episode discussion will likely be all over the place, so strap in. You've been warned. Alrighty. Uh, to start with our cold open... I think it's been mentioned many times in this cycle before because I think it's something that I really hadn't latched onto until watch watching this episode again for the podcast is we don't get tons of Simon in the first half of the episode. Um, like, at least we don't really get a lot of his emotions, like his side and i think it's because he's a very he's quite guarded for a lot of the um for just for just for for a lot of the beginning and i do really think that wilhelm asking why he wouldn't be at practice is starting to give him the thing that he needed in order to like actually start being hopeful yeah because it's kind of like a oh he cared yeah and i think that's the whole reason why he is he is he's flustered um what like in a way that we haven't seen him yet um Mm -hmm. because there's a level of reciprocation on wilhelm's side that he hasn't gotten until this point right um but I would say just kind of backtrack. Now that we're kind of, it's record scratch. I'm sure you. I'm sure you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> we're at the transition point in the episode, but let's kind of fill out the stuff before. Um, I. I think it's very important to recognize, and I think we have. Like, I mean, this is a lot of this is revolution stuff that we're kind of retreading, just to kind of list out like why i personally at least stan simon um is i just understand him and mm-hmm. like i think i understand his reaction um i think that's i think that's actually not a very not a very hot take i think there's actually very few people few people who don't get where simon's coming from in this episode at least yeah i would agree like he is keeping his guard up and just like 
I've like we I already talked about this pretty extensively, but like he, I, I get why. Like Wilhelm is not sending out. He like he's being a little obvious, but he's not being obvious enough. He's not being obvious enough that I would take that chance with the prince of yeah. Sweden. Yes, who may or may not be queer, and I do not know. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take that chance with anybody, regardless of what their so what their status was with the mouth. Well, of Will, I'm giving. just not taking that chance. Period. End of sentence. Well, End of no, story. Yeah. No, yeah, it, but <laughs> it, it's like it's like you really need things like spelled out for you. Like we've talked about this in Revolution, like especially in queer dynamics it's like it's a thing it's a thing that like i remember really early on after coming out it was a thing i thought about a lot where it's just like unspoken script that mm-hmm. like the unspoken the, the unspoken script that straight people just get for free is one oh, of the yeah. most frustrating things to me um yeah. like it, i mean it's at this point i think it's it's well established enough in society that's a bit it, it sounds a bit like tired but i think it's still worth mentioning like simon as a gay boy um cannot automatically assume via heteronormativity that the people he likes are gonna like him back and yeah i mean that that should be an assumption that all of us have but it's not um like regardless of sexuality but it Mm -hmm. but like there's just a there is at least a far less established script for how these things go. And so I think I've, in the past I've described it as a dance Um, Mm -hmm. or or just, or just, it's just this, this weird choreographed thing that I think to some extent, Simon is not um, willing to participate in uh, until he gets more reciprocation from Wilhelm. And I think we both were in, start like strong agreement that like good move like oh yeah big time i get it i get it um but i i do think that does connect to just like with wilhelm we already know that we're calling this episode simon the hopeful and i i didn't actually fully realize until writing my notes for this episode how much that broadly applies beyond wilhelm and simon's relationship oh Um, yeah like he from the very beginning in math class we get uh the, the beginning of like like we we start outlining for our for the, the the narrative starts outlining for us like simon's ambition to get good grades and succeed mm-hmm. like and then which is then further emphasized with the aspirations for the future that he mentions in his when hanging out with Ayub and Raj. oh yeah like he is simon the hopeful in the sense that he sees a at least different life for him. If not, I don't know. I don't. I. I. I'm not. I. I caution to say whether or not he'd call it a better life, but it, like it, it is not this. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um. He's also rather. He believes the best in people. Yeah. And believes that. I hesitate to bring up Micah because the energy always gets so bad. And we were already depressed in the beginning of Wilhelm's standing episode. But now he does go back to Mika with a very purposeful intent this episode of I need to get more drugs. Yeah. However, 
he does keep going back to Mecca. Yeah. And he believes August when he says, like, oh, I've just forgotten. I'll get you the money. Just let me know how much I owe you. Yeah. I mean, and I think, I don't know how much he believes the best in people. I think sometimes, like, I mean, not him not wanting to be friends with anyone Hilarska until Wilhelm. Like, he has very strong opinions. Yeah, but I think not wanting to be friends with people and just being like, because, like, Okay, maybe believing the best isn't the right word, but, like, he mm. does have this side of him that just, like, yeah. believes in people. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that you bring up August, because I think for the longest time I've kind of been under the impression that, like, his people-pleasing and, like, self- self-sacrificing nature really only manifests for people he cares about. Um, yeah. I think it, I mean, it comes out strongly with that, with yeah. them. Um. But I think for as much as we called him Simon the Bold last episode, I think we spent a lot of that episode also kind of pushing back on that, too, about the times that he chooses to step back. And mm-hmm. I think for as much as he is a very bold character with a very, str- with a very strong personality, he is also someone who has a strong awareness of his surroundings. Yes. I think that's something he and Sarah share. Um, yeah, I would agree with that as 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 siblings as i mean i think they observe things in different ways and to different degrees but um i think when it comes to social situations like that where it's just like if i push harder it's i'm still not going to get anywhere with august Mm -hmm. um just knowing that really i think can just be like not necessarily that he's being a defeatist, but that he's being a realist in that sense. Um, yeah. Where I think he is Simon the Hope. I think, I feel like every time we come up with an actor for Simon, we also are co- contradicting at the same time. Because, like, as much as he is Simon the Hopeful, he's also kind of Simon the Realist. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two things can live simultaneously. Oh, they definitely can. And I think we talked about Wilhelm having a friction or a tension. And I think it's much, it's more subtle in this episode, but I think Simon, that, that, like hopeful versus like realist is the tension that he's experiencing. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Like in all aspects of his life, but about like especially with Villa, like mm-hmm. realistically, who is going to think that the prince of their country is attracted to them? <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, what is what is the what is what is the move there? <laughs> when you just don't like have enough information to go on like you're like yeah. this could be all in my head and realistically it probably is yeah i um, think my move would be the same that simon's is yeah oh definitely and i think with Wilhelm, we were talking about this tension and then his recklessness went out and i think Simon is Simon the hopefulness hope because his hope his hopefulness, um, like ran but, not, but but like he was not he is not blindly hopeful. No, definitely not. Um, which I think is an important caveat to to add onto this attribute because it's like, I think it is very important to me, like loving him as a character that his hope 
wins out, but I think it's also very important to me as a that important to me that he did, he wasn't hopeful from the beginning. <laughs> like, if I may bring back a topic that we talked about in this time, I know what episode cycle it was. Um, last week, I had no idea what episode cycle I was talking about. Episode cycle one. Yep. Nuance. Yes, yes, yes. Um, in praise of nuance. Uh, mm-hmm. Cycle one, episode, well, episode four overall, but it was or it was art of the choice. Um, uh, and uh, no, yeah, I, I, it's it is very important to me. I think. I mean, in all in a very young royals fashion, I think the way we love these characters, you wouldn't love this show if you didn't really love complexity in your characters. Oh yeah. Like that is something this show does remarkably well, um, 100%. and I think is really one of the reasons why people come back to it because people have such wide wide opinions about characters because they're so contradictory. Like people are. I was and, gonna say it makes it incredibly realistic. Like, I. These are definitely people that I could see myself knowing in real life and feeling as complicated about them as I do in the show. Like, I wish I knew Wilhelm in real life. I mean, don't y'all. But like, oh. I, but, I, but, I, but I think I do, even when I, ju- if, when I judge their actions, I think I'm, I, feel, I do feel like I'm judging them from a place of a parasocial, parasocial granted, but like a friend. And so where I'm like, yeah okay good move good good move simon good good move bud like this is this is like he is not giving you enough to risk this like um no right and then this actually might be my way of giving a little bit of grace and forgiveness to ayub actually for being so harsh on him for calling simon out um for being so like flustered at the at the soccer game, like I like I've come down pretty hard on Ayub for like being for not really recognizing the difficulties of that, mm-hmm. um, for 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 a queer person potentially, but I think it is good to like as someone's friend also start pushing them out of a mindset that like might not get them what they want. Yeah, to some extent, like I, I can't really read Ayub's reaction to Wilhelm very well, but it does. Like you put together, like he literally came to a local soccer game, and he's the prince of Sweden. Like you, there's there's some inkling there that you're like, "Mm, like maybe I'm all right to let my friend hope a little. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) my mic is muted. (laughs) (laughs) You're good. Um, I forgot that I had to mute it because swear to God, there's got to be like a car accident outside my house right now. There's so many horns. Yeah, which, um, given this narrative that I am cons- that I we have been constructing about there being a very clear delineation about like when Simon is hopeful and when he is not, I do want to add one caveat to that. I'd love to hear it. It is a base, essentially a correction that I'm issuing early on myself. <laughs> Ooh. Thanks to the amount of Tumblr scrolling I do, 
through Young Royals hashtags. God, who am I? Tumblr tags. Not you don't call them hashtags on Tumblr. I'm Tumblr hashtags. <laughs> I spend too much time on Instagram and they get muddy in my head. Um, but at this point, Instagram is far more for this podcast than it is for my personal life. Um, Relatable. Yeah. Um, but that being said, thanks to Tumblr, I found a screen cap that I wish I had remembered to write down the handle for the person who put it up, who noticed this. And I, I even, I haven't even gone back to the show. I'm like, I'm like, there's there's no way this is a doctored photo. So like, it definitely did happen. I've just have missed it every single time. Okay. I saw your correction. And when I was watching for this episode, I was paying such close attention to that part. And I did not see it. It is Apparently, it is in the initial establishing montage where we're like going to everyone around, like because it, it, it's such quick. There's such quick cuts. Um, maybe I'm just blind. There was some where he was like kind of blurry, or maybe it was just my eyes. Yeah, um, it was kind of a, it was kind of a blur. It was kind of a blur. blur okay. Cap. So it's like okay. it, it was like I think because I think it might have been more of like I think it was more of a far away shot at Felice, Sarah, and uh, Federica's table. Hmm. Um, and, and and then Maddie is there too. Um, I think Stella. Uh, but like like that table. That I think I think it might have been like more the the focus on the, on that table. But then it was you is it was including Wilhelm and Simon. If I remember, okay. if I remember the screen kept correctly. Um, I think I'm actually talking around what what we're even discussing. Basically, there's a there's an establishing shot that like Villa does. No, there's an establishing thought shot that Simon does look at Wilhelm. But Wilhelm doesn't see him look at him. So with this, so it's like it's actually kind of a reverse of what we get later of Wilhelm looking and then Simon, I think, definitely intentionally ignoring him. But I think in this yeah. case, it's a case of Simon looking at Wilhelm, but Wilhelm being oblivious. Um, <laughs> which I love for him. Um, I, I do love for him. Um, so like, but I think that just that just shows that like. The hope didn't come out of nowhere. It's just being mm-hmm. tamped down by the realism. Yeah. Because it's like, we already saw at the end of episode one that, like, he he's feeling something. Oh, yeah. But it's like, you don't, you don't act on something like that until you're pretty darn sure. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think, it, I think it, it's far better for us, for the likability of Simon, that he didn't, he never really assumes much of Villa. Yeah. Like, he expects direct communication. Yeah. Or at least enough communication that he can re- start reading between the lines. Um, <laughs> but also, like, he doesn't try to kiss him after their, qu- their like, quasi-date at the soccer field. He kisses him after Wilhelm literally holds his hand during a movie. Right. Which, and like, puts his hand on his knee. Like, it, like that, like, that is direct communication. Yeah. It's nonverbal communication, but communication nonetheless, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Which is why we have to make ourselves sad by thinking about how Giddy Simon has his hopes dashed. When <sighs> Wilhelm... Says to delete the story. 
Because it's like, it's Simon's moment of recklessness that Wilhelm has been allowed throughout the entire episode of just like wanting to post a video on his story of a guy, of a guy, of hanging out with the guy he likes because he's so happy. Right. And he just can't do that. But he was so happy when like he the, got Like the little giggle would get me every time. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I think it's like, where, where were you? It was like, oh, I was like hanging out with Vil. I can't remember when the giggle falls. It was like, I think it was, was it like, you're hanging, I was hanging out with Wilhelm. No, oh, and I think it was like, it was like, oh, you're 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 back, you're back late or something like that. And then he like it just starts you laughing. You dinner, and then he's like, I lost track of time. And Sarah goes, How'd you lose track of time? Check you can time. just check your watch. Oh right, yeah. And that's when he giggles. I believe. No, yeah, that's fair. No, my little my my only comment for that is in all caps. Look at him. <laughs> Always, <laughs> and forever. Lara Jean. <laughs> what? That was my brain. The thought of a <laughs> YA. You're perfect. Rom-com Don't change a thing. A rom com movie? Yeah. It's a, it's a straight one, though. It's a great rom com movie? It, it's it's a. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a book. It's a YA, YA book adaptation. Um, it's. Um, I love YA novels. They're yeah. so messy. It is. Yeah. <laughs> It, why am I forgetting the first title? Uh, oh, to all the boys I loved before. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And then it's P.S. P. I still love you, and then always and forever, Lara Jean. I didn't actually read the books, but I watched the movies. Um, and then it's and then it's uh, spinoff has a uh, with with the younger sister has it has the younger sister being bisexual. <gasps> bisexual. Yes. So. We've really made ourselves happy and also a little sad, but pretty, pretty happy by, by talking about Simon's side of revolution, essentially. But now we really need to get into the Simon solo stuff that was waiting for this episode. Mm-hmm. The library scene. <laughs> okay. Yes. I actually particularly like the library scene oh yeah i don't know why i said it like that yeah that's not a hot take i don't think no I um don't think so. i one of the better shot i think i said in another frame it's one of the better shot sequences in the entire episode yeah and with the music so good yeah um but there's i don't know why i said but it's not a but I like that <laughs> I'm just losing my fucking mind. Um, I I like because very often and we talked about this for a long time in the first episode cycle. Simon self sacrificing. Yeah, yeah. But he directly deflects and protects Sarah from the situation that he is in mm. with August. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting. The first deal essentially um which we don't really see him directly making with august but like he agrees to when he lies to his mom essentially Mm -hmm. um and i think there's something that's a little indirect about that um where uh like i suppose if you just are not paying attention you might not pay attention you might may not realize like how much he's self-sacrificing in that moment um 
But this is quite blatant. <laughs> yeah. Like, he literally intercepts between Sarah and August in order to make the deal instead. Like, that is, mm-hmm. like, basically metaphorical blocking right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. Um, I, And as you were saying, like, this feels very much a return of last cycle's stan qualities. Uh, oh, yeah. Like... We, 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 we've also very complicated feelings about his self-sacrifice, um, but it's, yeah. It, it, but also it is an endearing quality of him. Um, I, have, I wrote, still so stupid, affectionate, in parentheses. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah. I mean, we've just, we discussed this in Love Among Royals. Like, we don't. Yeah, we did. We're like. What are you thinking? But again, we also talk about love and memorials. Like, we have dramatic irony that he doesn't have, yada, yada, yada. And, like, we get why he does it. You just... Yeah, we can stand here and be like, what the hell? But at the same time... Like... He doesn't have all the information that we do. And, like, again, and the I alternative is to turn, is to let his sister be a drug dealer. Like... Well, right. And he's not about to do that. Because... He's a good person. Well, also... Ooh. Something that we haven't really addressed, actually, that I'm thinking about. We do have to point out that he intercepts between Sarah and August. Like, I think it just went kind of when he got there, because he was already getting up. But he got there just in time to stop August from spilling the beads about the alcohol. That, too. And so, like, teeniest, teeniest bit of selfishness. But it's selfish from not wanting Sarah to know how much he's sacrificed for her. I agree with that assessment. So, like, I'm not... I'm, like, selfish is not a universally bad thing. Um, Right. Like, I do think Sarah might deserve to know what deals, like, Simon is making on her behalf, but I also do get how he would want to keep that from her even though it maybe is probably not the most ethical or responsible decision yeah speaking of ethical and unethical unethical and irresponsible decisions stealing drugs from his dad yeah (laughs) all i wrote here was need to discuss implications and i really don't actually know what i mean by that but here we are um yeah Last time we had a discussion about what pills he stole, and we don't know what pills were in the sleeve, but we do know that he stole tramadol, which is in the bottle, mm-hmm. and that is yeah. an opioid. Yeah, but he doesn't like yeah medication. But he doesn't give it give that to August, which just raises the question: Does he just like have that now? Like, right? I don't know. I mean, he must. Yeah. If he hasn't given it to August, I'm assuming he either has it or he flushed it. Like I know that was a very like rapid fire thing where it's like he was just he was just getting there to like he basically was just pretending to look for spoons when Micah had already grabbed spoons. Like Yeah. So like he had very little time. Um Right. And oh my god, I don't know. I don't know. Head cannon, dude. Did when he got home, did he like secretly compare the pills to Sarah's to figure out which ones were correct? Maybe, because like I don't know how much he knows about pills. Like, like 
I mean, his dad yeah. was an dad. His dad is an addict, and his sister has uh, is medicates with for her for ADHD. So it's like he could have some knowledge, but it's like then why did you grab the opioids then? Yeah, I mean, I only know what tramadol is because I give it to my seals. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And so it's like, I mean, because like, also we've talked about, I think before, like, I can't remember if this was off pod, but I think was, I think we're on, I think we're on, on mic for this. Like, we don't know whether or not Mika and Sarah have the same prescription, right? Um, so I think it makes sense that like he would just kind of grab if he didn't know all ADHD medications offhand, um, <laughs> right? And unless you're an ADHD professional, I doubt you would. Yeah. Especially at what, sixteen? <laughs> yeah. Um But I guess I don't know. Implications. Like I like I when we were talking about in Love Monroe's when we were talking about Simon Mika's relationship, I said like there is a part of me that does feel the tiniest bit bad <laughs> for Mika that he's essentially being let on. Yeah. Um because it's like I don't want to like I don't want to say that anyone deserves like that I mean like but like Simon also did have to endure presumably a lot of trauma because of Mika um right and so it's like my sympathy can only go so far for someone who has fucked up that badly oh yeah um cause it's one thing to fuck up it's another thing to fuck your kids up yeah. He fucked his kids up pretty bad. Right. Um and I do want to say like Simon is essentially dealing drugs now. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um and um... I think <laughs> in terms of things people don't talk about, I think there is a tendency to sometimes write this off as like he had no choice which to extent like we he was very definitely between a rock and a hard place but yeah he is enabling another person's addiction yeah which with for someone with with his background it, it is worth considering like what that can what that i mean not even just just what 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 that could potentially be doing to his head like oh yeah absolutely and it's like i mean we've talked about that, like, I think the fandom as a whole doesn't recognize August as an addict often enough. Yeah. Um, but he is. He is. And one would think that Simon would recognize that. Um, but again, like, what, li- literally, like, I don't, like, I oftentimes, with any show, when people disagree with a character's actions, my first immediate thought has always been okay but what else what would you want them to have done realistically yeah like what and also what makes sense for the character to do right like it's like yeah i think that's kind of something i that i have implied that i think some people don't immediately jump to that i'm like i for every character it maybe it's the creative writer in me like i always think about them from what their own experiences are 
and how they oh, would yeah, view a situation. Absolutely. Because you can be like, well, I wouldn't make that decision. I'm like, that's great. Happy for you. You're not them. Yeah. You don't have a situation where you have been like semi, you semi feel responsible for like somewhat like raising your sister and wanting to like, and it's like, but like even then you don't even have to extend that far. Like I don't have one, but Marika does. Like I, I don't have a, I don't have a sibling, but it's like to extend like, like sacrificing for your sibling is feels like a just a natural like emotion. Um Yeah. But like also, I'm not saying that as though people often frequently judge Simon for drug dealing. I'm almost arguing the opposite in the sense that like think I think people are too are kind of quick to write Simon off as well not write write him off, but like kind of box him in as perfect boy who can do no wrong. Um, which I think doing that with any of the characters is a severe misreading of the text. Yeah. I Respect agree. respectfully. <laughs> with respect. <laughs> um Okay. Regarding <laughs> the gym scene, uh my only question. <laughs> Is how long do we think Simon will be satisfied with August's weak, weak sauce slash non-existent payment in quote unquote status? <laughs> I love that you called it weak sauce. <laughs> it is weak sauce. It is weak sauce. I just wasn't expecting that word to come out of your mouth right then. <laughs> it is weak sauce. Um, not long. Yeah. Because even while it's happening, he's like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're already starting, we're already establishing a tension where it's like, August hasn't paid him back for anything. Right. So. um, And he's now got, like, the alcohol and a couple of sleeves of pills, whatever they were, I'm assuming ADHD meds. Yeah. Yeah. But moving on to Horror Movie Night, which is our last thing. Um, Simon the Hopeful makes way for Simon the Bold, is what I wrote down. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then I just wrote, next level gutsy. It was. Like, yes, Simon the... Like, Wilhelm the Reckless plays into it. Like, he needed that validation from Villa that, he, that it wasn't in his head. And, like, it's very, like... I'm not saying he wasn't nervous because he was very clearly nervous. Like he was very clearly like ran away after, after mm-hmm. kissing him. Um, and it was only the hum stopping him that even meant that they actually had the, a mutual kiss. Um, but it's still just like, it's a leap that like, I don't know, pu- putting myself in his shoes. I might have, might have the confidence to do. Mm-mm. I wouldn't. I can say that with my whole chest. Even if I was allosexual, I would not have that confidence. I mean, that's hard for you to put yourself just in the perspective of a sexuality you do not possess, but... That's true. However... Yeah, no, yeah. Like, I think I've alluded to enough in the past episodes that, like, I at least on some level understand the emotions at play here on a person, like, on a personal level. Um, Yeah. And so, like shifting around things that have happened in my own life if i had received a signal that strong 
<laughs> as them just like holding my hand. Like, yeah, I would question things. I, though, would ask for consent. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I keep coming that every time, but it's like, as I've said in the previous, po- previous podcast, like, I, I don't fault him that much for it. Like, it's it's a very socialized thing. Like, it's not actually that bad. And, like, like it is not as bad as him just, like, like, like he had signs. Like, it, it wasn't totally out of nowhere. And he does check for consent after the first time and like we have talked about how like if he had asked for consent like what would have what would have happened like it's like it's it is a different situation but i don't know you got to appreciate the guts you do you do and i mean it worked out well for him oh yeah really could have ended bad though I won't, I won't deny that. Could have ended badly. Um, oh, could have ended real bad. Yeah. Um, even if he was correct about Wilhelm being queer, like, there was no way of knowing how he was going to react. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, that, that would be probably my biggest thing. Like, more than if I knew they liked me, I think the fact that I didn't know Wilhelm's sexuality, or that, like, Wilhelm wasn't out, would probably like portray like make the add the biggest barrier to me even to to even attempting something like that yeah because it's like even if i think i'm right i don't know what kind of walls you've built up around your own self-image like i like it's (laughs) yeah that's a good point like it's just a thing you have to think about um in this kind of situation where you're just like I don't know. My brain is going into glee. Uh, Let's have it. Okay. What's your glee? I'm going to have to trigger warning glee spoilers because I'm probably trigger warning mean girl spoilers on the last one because that's probably what I'm going to do. Um, um, spoilers for season two. Season two of glee. I think. Um, it's been a while. Uh, I was going to say, it's impressive that you still remember First of all, what's happened, and second of all, yeah, what season I was in Glee Doors Curse long enough that I could I can par- usually parse out. Also, there the secrets are se- the seasons are actually pretty seg- segmented in terms of when things happen. Um, it's also about my about my, about my favorite favorite relationship in the show, or like tangentially related. Um, anyways, the character of Kurt Hummel is bullied by a guy named Dave Karofsky, and. Dave Karofsky just randomly ends up. I mean, it is kind of it's the reverse of the situation, but like it, like Dave, 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 who is severely closeted, just randomly kisses Kurt without his consent, and it's like in a situation like that, you're just like, I don't know. It's it's a difficult situation. Like, I am so heavily appreciative of the of all of the shows that are coming out that that portray asymmetrical out relationships where one person is out and that person isn't because for the longest time they were either not portrayed at all or they were just widely considered to be down in the water Mm -hmm. but i think you do have to recognize the complexities of that 
of the of like the movie move maneuvering you have to do. Yeah. Where you're just like, I don't know. We're getting real contemplative on these. I don't know if we should record character episodes this late at night anymore. <laughs> <laughs> For reference, it's ten my time and, and nine your time. No, it's ten my time. It's ten your time. Yeah, but it's ten my time. Wait, no, it's eleven my time. <laughs> this computer never updated when I moved. What time it was? Okay. There we so go. So it's 11 my time. Yeah. Uh, man, this whole time I was like, damn, it's only 10. We're doing such a good job. No, it's 11. <laughs> yeah. But no. All this to say, because this was meant to be just to be like, this is why we like Simon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. I like Simon because he has guts and he maneuvers in this situation as well as he can. Yeah. Which basically leads into my thoughts, um, if you're ready, Margaret. Let's have them. I'm so ready. Simon has revealed himself in this episode to be a character with deep ambitions and desires. While his actions may not always be the most thought through, they originate from the pure, purest and most self-sacrificing of intentions. Not that we're praising self-sacrifice. It's just understandable. His willingness to hope is both inspiring and infinitely wholesome. And I would also add, I don't have this written, but like, so, and, and his, oh, the, the, the caution that he still has related to his realism is also, uh, relatable and totally like understandable. So like, yeah, he's just a character who I get. I mean, yeah. I th- and I think it, it, and I think that's one of the big uni- one of the, if there's any universal in Young Royals, I think a lot, a lot of the fandom just like guess where Simon is coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, like Wilhelm, for all the relatable qualities of him, he is hard to relate to sometimes because um, he he is in such a such a out there and fanciful position. But with Simon, like you, this is a situation that if there's any character, I guess who is like. An audience surrogate, um, or or someone who is the audience is kind of meant to kind of be the voice of the audience to an extent. I would mm-hmm. argue that it's potentially Simon, um, a per, like presuming a like middle working to middle class audience who would not be able to conceptualize or connect necessarily with wealth on this level, um, like. Simon and Sarah are the people who you get. Um, yeah. They're the Dan and Jenny Humphrey in, in Gossip Girl of <laughs> Young Royals. Bring it back to Gossip Girl. Did Gossip Girl make it on Mike last time? I don't think so. Or was that just after? Okay. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's it. Now we're just going out. Uh... <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you'd like to keep up with the date with when we release new episodes and other pod-related announcements, you can check out our Instagram at people that I'm talking about. Our next episode will be, surprise, surprise, a character assassination for August <laughs> in Season 1, Episode 2. So stay tuned. And with that, all that's left to say is, let's, let's start, start a revolution, revolution baby. baby.